Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. Hi-de-ho, I'm Uno Clay from Philadelphia, and I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon. In a world torn apart by angry pundits and ceaselessly acerbic news, the cheerful tone of Gen X Grown Up is always a welcome escape, not to mention endlessly entertaining, and sometimes even informative. If you want to support the show too, click on genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and toss them a couple bucks. It's the guaranteed way to gain the respect of your peers and immediate promotions at work. Not guaranteed in all 50 states. Some employers may see fit to demote you, and your peers will probably find you weird and distasteful. Results may vary. You are warned. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown-Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown-Up podcast listeners, to episode 102 of the Gen X Grown-Up <laughs> podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And of course, George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we try travel to the future with Chris Pratt to save the human race, check out some of the tech we scored in this year's Amazon Prime sale, and play a game where you are a delivery driver in a futuristic cyberpunk metropolis. Before we get into any of those topics and more, though, it's time for some fourth listener email. And the fourth listener this time is one of our regular contributors to the uh, fourth listener email segment, and that is Stu Monkey. Oh, hey, Stu. I had this email in the hopper for a little bit. Uh, he wrote in during our fourth anniversary. In fact, the subject line of this email is happy fourth birthday. Thank you. Aww. Here's what Stu Monkey has to say. Yo, John, George, and Mo. Hey, you're not last, George. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, we asked, hey, what was your experience finding us for the fourth anniversary? So mm-hmm. this was him writing in for that contribution. Uh, he says, I stumbled upon GXG by accident as I was searching for Gen X content. And I first found some millennial podcast where they were jabbing at the 80s like an old dog turd. <laughs> wow. That's I want to know what that show is. What, what show was it? Tell I, me. Yeah. I'm not sure how to I take that description. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you popped up as a second recommendation thereafter. And I have been hooked ever since. There you go. We are happy that you were. We're Goes glad to you show up. you that those recommendations and reviews really help put us out there in front of mm, new people, everybody. True. You're right. That is exactly why we beg you to go to iTunes yeah. and put those reviews up so people like Stu Monkey can find us. He says, although we've never met in person, I do think of y'all as good friends, and I think that's what the show is about. You create oh. great content, then community follows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate wow. that you you think that. I, yeah. It's been really nice, especially in Discord, where folks contribute there. It's been a really nice uh, community that I have found building 
building up around us. It's been wonderful. So happy Annie. Keep <laughs> up the rad work and keep making George the butt of all jokes. Can do. <laughs> no problem. Done and done. Roger that, sir. <laughs> Y'all sound a little too enthusiastic about that request. <laughs> do we? Listen, this is a fourth listener. We're trying yeah, to accommodate. Exactly. He's a patron. You got to do what he wants, really. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean you got to admit Conjuring 3 is a horror movie since one of our patrons said it was? But another one said it wasn't. Well, so. and some said it wasn't. So I'm yeah. not sure how that's going to go. <laughs> another one said it. Yeah. It's, you know. We'll Which master out. do we serve? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he wraps it up saying, cheers to many, many more. May the fourth listener be with you, Stew Monkey. Oh, that's really awesome. Nice. Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, we got a few emails in uh, related to the fourth anniversary. That's his contribution for our anniversary. And we thank you and appreciate you being a longtime listener. Hey, Stew Monkey, we appreciate you writing in too. And if uh, you, listener, would like your email featured here on the show, it's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one and most of them, just like stew monkeys, make the show. All right. With that good business behind us, it's time to jump into the meat of this show right after this break. Guys, for the last few weeks, we have been checking out Factors ready-made meals. Now, they tell us that eating better is easy with their delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, ready to go in two minutes. All that is great. It wouldn't matter if it didn't taste good. So mm-hmm. I've, we've, I've had several. I've been eating them every couple of nights. I'll try one of these Factor meals. And then I had this turkey chili, and wow, was that good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my fiancé is vegetarian. Is- vegan actually so i went with the, yes. with the vegetarian option oh mm-hmm. okay and you did for the whole box okay yep for the whole box you know because they have like over 35 different options you can choose from like every single week mm-hmm. so i went with the vegan option or the vegetarian option and let me tell you they were pretty freaking amazing yeah matter of okay. fact she yeah. stole half of them one to start with wow. <laughs> she took so. them from you yeah yeah my <laughs> wife and i have been trading out saying oh you try this and you try this and check it out mm-hmm. <laughs> it was surprisingly good and again like i didn't realize that even that some of these that were even vegetarian i didn't even know that didn't even know wow hmm. so what's really cool though <laughs> is that if you want to add something extra to all these different meal choices that mm-hmm. you're talking about, there's like 60 different add-ons to help you get going <laughs> and feel good basically all day long. And I don't mean mm-hmm. just like like an extra side or something like that. Like there's a whole bunch of breakfast add-on meals that you can add on to your subscription, not add on yeah. to the right, dinner yeah. meal, but like mm-hmm. to add to your meal plan for the day. And mm. I just think it's, it's really awesome that they give you all these different choices so that you're not just tied into just dinner or just lunch. Having breakfast mm-hmm. as part of one of these meal plans is, I think, kind of unique. I haven't seen that before in any of these meal yeah. delivery services. So I don't know what everybody's waiting for. It's time to get started <laughs> and get after your goals right now. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes and smoothies? Yes, please. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping or cooking or even cleanup required. Just throw it in the trash when you're done. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Let me tell you, if you're looking for something fast with premium options, Factor is the perfect solution for you. You guys know I'm the spreadsheet guy. I have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every single meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Just head over to factormeals.com slash genx50 and use code genx50 to get 50% off. That's code genx50 at factormeals.com slash genx50 to get 50% off. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. 
And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. My sculpture and Miss Clarol. This I do for me. Miss Clarol is rich, natural looking hair color. And that's important to me. I love what it does for my hair, my looks, myself. Busy as I am, it's something special I do just for me, like my sculpture. Miss Clairol shampoo in hair color, now with the magic of color hold conditioning. Miss Clairol, this I do for me. Getting the ball rolling with media. We always like to hear at the beginning of the show. Could be television or movies or comics or books or music, whatever it is. Uh, and George, what do you get going with you? This is something you were actually looking forward to last time we spoke, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, looking forward to is, you know, problematic. It was the final season of Bosch, the Amazon Prime uh, original right. series. So yeah, looking forward colleague. to Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You raved about this thing, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Another good season, um, right in line with the Bosch storyline. Michael Connolly is the writer of the Bosch series of novels. Uh, it's a true police procedural. You know, he's a detective. There's a crime that happens at the beginning of the season. The whole season is about figuring out that crime, plus a couple of subplots here and there. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but this season um, is mainly about a arson that is set in a building in Los Angeles in which a 10-year-old girl dies. And Bosch takes that very yeah. personally because he especially tries to relate and serve the victims of all the crimes. That's what his character is known for. He's a former Vietnam vet. He's very by the book and solid, but he doesn't mind bending and kind of slightly breaking a rule (laughs) if it gets in the way of justice. Okay. Great character. The actor who plays him is perfect for the role. Michael Connelly has even said in a couple of uh, interviews that without that actor, the series would not have taken off. Unfortunately, final season of Bosch. Uh, However, last episode... Uh-oh. Last few minutes of the episode, what? I got mm-hmm. a reprieve. What? How? How? What? So for those of you who have read the Bosch novels, this won't come as a surprise. Bosch in the novels, he starts off as a police detective, becomes a private detective because he leaves the police force when he becomes disillusioned with the politics of everything going Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happens in the final episode here. He applies to be a police detective. So as soon as that happened, and I know I'm spoiling and, you know, Marcus is going (laughs) to yell at me, but I don't care. I'm so excited. As soon as I saw that, I went right away to the web, and sure enough, there's going to be a spinoff of Bosch. It's not going to be on Amazon Prime, though, oddly enough. It's going to be on IMDb TV. What? Now, that's well, weird. this is a weird twist, mm-hmm. so a spinoff of the show on with a different... the same character on another network. The same character, producer. the same actor. At least three of the characters and original actors have been confirmed to be in the spinoff. Now, the spinoff really... What's the spin? He's no longer a police detective. He's now a private detective. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing. I mean, it's still the same guy. He's still going to be the main character. Still doing police-like stuff. I mean, he's still going to be investigating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a private dick now. A gumshoe, see? Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) From the 1930s, apparently. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think I kind of know where they're going to go with this based on how the TV show went. So the three people who have been confirmed to be in it are the guy who plays Harry Bosch, the actress who plays his daughter, Batty. And then also a defense attorney who's been very prominent in the series for the last two or three seasons. So I think what's going to end up happening is he's probably going to end up doing some work for her and Mm -hmm. some work for victims as well. I think there's going to be some confluence of those three people because his daughter has also worked for this uh, defense attorney. So... It'll be really interesting. That is a real reprieve, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it feels great. Like I saw that last scene and I'm like, oh, he's applying for his license. He's applying for his 
license. How? Why is he applying for his license if this is the last episode? So, yeah, I'm not, very You didn't know it was coming at all, did you? You had, had no looked it clue. up before? No That's, clue. What a, what a great surprise. Yeah. In this day and age, it's rare to get a surprise like that that you didn't already know coming, right? Yeah, and none of the articles that I have been reading mm-hmm. are more than a couple of days old. So they're all right after this thing came out. Oh, maybe they were keeping it under wraps. They kept wraps. it pretty secret. Wow. So. Nice. Cool. If you haven't watched the Bosch series, like I know, John, you've only heard me talk about it, Mo. I don't mm-hmm. think you've watched mm-hmm. it either, have you? Or you've watched no, it? Haven't. Little- no, I haven't. Yeah. It's seven seasons, 10 episodes for most of the seasons, eight episodes for the last couple. They're 45-minute mm-hmm. episodes, but they go by really quickly. The editing on this thing is really good. The acting is superb. The writing... Mm. I don't want to give you a seven season series to watch, but watch <laughs> like the first two or three episodes of the first season. It sounds worth a, a look to me. Yeah. yeah it, it wasn't on my radar before at all. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's really solid. Your enthusiasm is infectious. I'll tell you. And, uh, <laughs> and it comes well recommended from somebody who doesn't like the conjuring, but no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That's teasing. I do I like the conjuring. I know you do. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been watching, Mo. I think you've been watching something that like kind of started 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then apparently got some new work done on it. And there's some new <laughs> stuff, too, that I've been learning about this. I'm a big fan of like the DC comic book animation that they do. You know, the Batman's all this mm-hmm. stuff, the animated films and yeah, TV animated series. films, because they generally do a really good job on those. You know, much better They're than some Marvel. of the best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so a new one that just came out is called Batman, the long Halloween part one, which mm-hmm. means, yes, there's a part two coming. There better be. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and like you said, George, it was inspired by a comic that came out in the mid-1990s, I guess, from what I yeah. was reading mm-hmm. about it. Yep. And it's in the early days of Batman, so like he's sort of still figuring things out, I guess. And it's basically about a series of murders that he's investigating. And it's actually interesting because you see like the Harvey Dent characters in it before he becomes Two-Face. And, you know, he's starting to work with Commissioner Gordon for the first time or early on in the relationship too. And and it's interesting because, you know, they have like this killers killing somebody on holidays. And Batman says, I know who it is. And they go there and they figure it out. And he's wrong, which I was like, whoa, oh. because it's a part two. He can't be right in part one. <laughs> so um, it makes a lot of sense. And it's actually a really, really interesting storyline. And the thing is, it's funny. It's like this one actually got a PG-13 rating mm-hmm. and the part two got an R rating. For the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, there are a lot of darker adultish themes mm-hmm. in this when they show someone getting killed, it's not like the silhouette of a person getting shot. See the person get shot. I mean, nothing excessive, okay. but it's definitely more in your face. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the tradition of like all the other great Batman uh, animated films that have come out, this one is actually really good. I watch it and I can't wait for part two to come out. Well, you got more than just part two to look forward to, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. So part two is coming out. This is from the old Loeb and Sale book in the mid 90s. Like, you OK, talked about. OK. They're going to release a brand new book, 48 pages after these videos come out. So oh. sometime later in the year, maybe Ooh. around October, November, they're going to release a whole new book that Sale and Loeb have gotten together on to create. And it's apparently going to reveal all new secrets from the storyline. Oh, nice. So, Wait, so we're going to have the part one, part two mm-hmm. from decades ago. And then right. a continuation is coming. Well, what you got from decades ago is the original Batman, the long Halloween. That was a single story. Right. Okay. Now you've got part one, part two, the movies that Mo's talking about, yep. which have just come mm-hmm. out now. And they're now based on have, those books. Yeah. Based right. on yeah. those books. And now you're going to uh-huh. have the new book that's coming out just now that they've just been working on. Nice. Cool. 
So cool. I guess if these animated films are successful, which it sounds like they have some modicum of success, they may well take the continuation and animate that too. That would be nice. Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of people in the comic book world are looking forward to it. I'm sure. I mean, if I've never read the comic book, but I'm actually going to because I know I'm sure I imagine it goes in deeper than the movies, you know, the film's going to. But still though, I mean the anime film though is it's it's really interesting, it's engaging. So looking forward to that. So Hmm, cool. That's what I'm hanging out with. So how about you, John? What you got going on these days? Well, last time we spoke, I was looking forward to new Amazon Prime film. This is one of those films that was produced pre-pandemic and then it sat on the burner for a while. And (laughs) one of the big streaming giants, Amazon in this case, picked it up and paid... I don't know how many bajillions of dollars I heard, like 200 million or something. (laughs) Amazon paid for this Chris Pratt vehicle called the Tomorrow War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's. um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He says. Well, I'm just thinking about how you introduced it. You know, it says Chris Pratt saves the human race, travels to the future. And I'm like, did he really? (laughs) There are question marks on it. Yeah. And I remember before the film came out some weeks ago, Chris Pratt was doing like a social media campaign campaign where he was saying, please, 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 I know this is streaming, put away your phone, turn down the lights, please watch this like a movie. It was supposed to be in the movies. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be in the theater. So please watch it that way. So, um, I mean, you know, Chris and I are great friends, so I honored his request. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so the Tomorrow War, it looked like everything I wanted it to, what I wanted to see Mm -hmm. in a big action film. It had time travel and it had alien monsters and it had action hero and Chris Pratt who has charisma to burn. Yeah, you already kind of grumbled a bit, Mo and George. I know it's... I did not grumble. I just laughed at Mo's grumbling. Yeah, okay. Okay. I really did like this film, but what I'm finding is it didn't wow me like I'd hoped. Throughout the film, I'm like, that's kind of a little plot hole, but I was having a good time and so I dismissed it. Mm. What I have found that I loved this film the most the minute after it ended, every hour after that, I like it a little less as I think back and I go, oh, that was another problem. Oh, that was another thing that kind of bothers me. So I think the more I think about it, the fact that it's time travel, which we're fans of, the time travel part kind of was really hobbled by how they could travel through time. Uh, I'm trying to be very not spoilery here. Uh, I made a prediction in the mm-hmm. in, in looking forward last time, and that prediction came true. But luckily, that wasn't kind of the biggest twist. Yeah, of the it whole wasn't show. like a big like <gasps> it wasn't a big yeah. reveal or anything. Yeah. The weirdest thing to me is in the entire film while I was watching it is that when I thought the movie was over, I looked down at the play bar and there was another 45 minutes left. I'm like, now what are they going to do? <laughs> so now I'm not the only one who saw it. I think all of us got a chance yeah. to see it. So oh, interesting to hear what you guys thought and how it kind of resonates with what I thought. Mo, let's start with you. What do you think of The Tomorrow War? So, I mean, I didn't dislike it. You know, like I said, at mm-hmm. the end of the movie, yeah. I felt like I, it was it was entertaining. It kept my interest through the whole thing. The thing I guess I dislike the most is I thought it was just very predictable. I didn't really get any big surprise out of this. I mean, the action scene was great. I loved the aliens that they had because they were kind of like almost like a zombie kind of thing that they were going with, you know, like unstoppable killing machine kind of deal. I mean, I, I liked it. I'm glad I watched it. I probably won't watch it again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I thought of it. What do you think, George? Uh, Well, I watched it. Um, not alone. I watched it with my wife and my kid. We were all three kind of looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we sat down that afternoon, like the day after it came out, I think it was. And we sat mm-hmm. and watched it. And there was a couple of bathroom breaks. John, you know, you mentioned the 45 minutes left, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, It was a long film. Yeah. But we all three collectively enjoyed the film. Now, okay. I'm kind of like you that after the end of the film and I started thinking about it on my own, there were a couple of things that I would have liked to have seen done differently differently or done better. I think 
Michael and I, my youngest son, we both really enjoyed the aliens. Um, I got kind mm-hmm. of a Starship Troopers vibe from them and their yeah. Yeah, yeah, collective, yeah. you know, running all over the place. And then he talked about some aliens, you know, that he'd seen in something else with the tentacles and everything. So they weren't like super original, but they were well done, I thought. And um, I thought they had some interesting characteristics i love the little projectiles that they used as weapons oh, like yeah. they spit out of their tentacles yeah, little, yeah like little spikes or whatever things, yeah. and you saw them in walls all over the place you could tell they exactly they have an unlimited supply of that stuff <laughs> well you figure like whoever the set designer was he was like oh you want projectiles i'm gonna put projectiles <laughs> you're <Yeah>. getting them <laughs> so you look like a damn chain gun of projectiles hit this place yeah <laughs> yvorn straczynski i can't remember i don't know how to pronounce her name but the lady from chuck being in mm-hmm. the future thing i'm not going to spoil like john mm-hmm. said but uh i like her as an actress i love chris pratt i've enjoyed him almost everything he did yep to me, it was kind of like one of those summer popcorn films. It, you mm-hmm. know, it was it filled you up for a little while, but then you kind of felt a little nauseous at the end. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little nauseous. Like you ate too much of it. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. You eat a yeah, little too much of that yeah. popcorn with that oil on it and stuff, and you kind of like you're not it tastes ready good to throw you're up, it. but you're like, yeah, Ugh. it's pretty good. <laughs> I shouldn't have popcorn and Snickers and Twix <laughs> and Rolo all at right. the same time. Yeah. Maybe maybe I should have done all that. Uh, the comedic <laughs> guy, the comedic actor who was in it. Oh. Like kind of friend, comic yeah. relief. I thought he was really well used, not yeah, too much. Yeah, I liked him. Oh, he was Chris Pratt's Bubba Gump, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> kind of. The brooding character? Nah. Yeah, uh, he, he was not yeah. impactful enough to be that. I mean, that, that didn't He thought he work. was Batman. He was like, dark. Super yeah. dark. Yeah. It There's was. nothing we can do. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what? <laughs> My life you is know, a Why are you here? What the fuck? <laughs> well, we find out why, ultimately. Right. You know, the one thing that I think about that makes me like the movie more versus all the things I think about after it watching the movie less is what the hell happened to J.K. Simmons between the last time we saw him and now? Mm. That dude, that old man got jacked. Holy crap. He looks like prison J.K. Simmons. <laughs> he, he looks like he did back in Oz, right? Oz, yeah. Yeah, he looks absolutely shredded, that guy. And I saw him and I'm like, is that a body double? No, that's what J.K. Simmons looks like now. Holy moly. <laughs> He's got to be the best actor in the film. Oh, that's. I was about to say something very similar. It's like, you know, especially we see scenes with him and Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. you see yeah. like, wow, he is such a better actor than Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> and no no disrespect to Chris Pratt. I love him. No, right. no, 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 no. He's great at what he does. He's that, yeah. you know, that likable leading man guy. That's what mm-hmm. he is. He's like, you could see him living next door to you, but you can also see him as lead in a Hollywood blockbuster. He's kind of right, that yeah. nice little relational in-between thing. But J.K. Simmons, holy shit, was he good. I wish they had used him more in the film. I, I understand know. why yeah, they did Don't you? But I yep. wish they had used him more. Yeah, he comes. He has like a gravitas yeah. that the other actors didn't have. More anchoring. Yeah, I mean, even though he played like a very almost stereotypical kind of character that they needed, he played it so well that you but didn't, didn't well. notice that care. it was. Yeah, care. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep. He didn't care. He just played it so well. So yeah, he was definitely one of the the shining spots in this film. I mean, Amazon can't be too upset. I heard that it's the number one. It broke a bunch of records. Number one streaming film in all the universe right now, or maybe ever. Well, or I think something. that might have had a little something to do with Amazon's promotion. Jesus Christ! Oh my. That God. Thing was they were ever, ramming it they, down your throat, weren't they? They said, yeah. we yeah. need this 200 million back quick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
worth seeing. You know, again, yeah, like you absolutely. said, I'm not sure how many t- more times I'll watch it. I feel like I almost want to watch it one more time just to see if all of my criticisms are fair for, in my memory. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see it becoming a time travel movie I go back to again and again and again because I think no. the time travel part of it is a little disturbing and how it's broken. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be one of those films that I kind of use to help myself fall asleep at night because I've seen it. It's, it's, <laughs> I know right. what it's going to be. No surprises. Right. <laughs> well, if you ever meet Chris Pratt, tell him I love your film. I go to sleep to it every night. Right. <laughs> You'll love that. <laughs> well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. This is a very special box of tea. Not only is Salata just about the best tasting tea you can try, look at the back. A dollar's worth of Kellogg's coupons. Salata gives you 15 cents off on Pop-Tarts, 15 cents off mini-wheats, 15 cents off Rice Krispies, 15 cents off cornflake crumbs, and on Raisin Bran and cornflakes. Salata saves you 20 cents each. Look for this amazing box of Salata tea at your grocers and save $1. So let's keep the ball rolling. See All what right. I did there? See what I did? Yeah, yeah. nice. Well done. Segway. Wow. Well done. I'm trying to learn. Um, no, let's keep, let's keep the ball rolling, get into Tekken toys. And so I'm going to kick this off right now with letting you guys get your shots in. Because when we started this recording, we were talking about how I didn't have anything. And I came up with something at the last minute. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about it. These guys promised to give me crap. I'm still not convinced you actually have this thing. I think you just looked up on Amazon what's in your wish list or something. And you just threw it up in the I have pictures of it. We're working on it. He's going to show us pictures. Pictures. Look, look, I've look, seen look. pictures. Oh, Amazon. On Amazon. <laughs> oh, no, this is this is my tank because they don't look that good. So you know it's not the one on Amazon. <laughs> so I'm gonna start off since I have this. What I got is a fluval, which George tells me is a common name. I'm not that familiar with fish tank stuff. Yeah, they're really well respected in the community. Are they? Okay, spec aquarium kit. And so the reason why is my son is super into fish tanks right now, aquariums, freshwater, live plants, and trying to make them like design them, like actually just not just random stuff, like actually have like designs, and right. stuff. like the aesthetics of. Right. The kind of layout. Okay. So we talked about it and we came up with this idea that was really cool where he's doing like this almost like it's going to look like a bonsai tree and with living things growing on it for leaves and a grassy field. I mean, it's going to look awesome when it's all done. But I told him I had a couple of requirements for me, which was it had to be low maintenance because mm-hmm. it's me. And also <laughs> because it's you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I want to be able to just leave it alone. And if you need me to do something once or twice a week, I can handle that much. Mm-hmm. If it's daily, ain't going to happen. And he told me to get this kit. And the nice thing, it's not a big fish tank, which I did, which is great because I didn't want a big one. But everything you need comes in it. Everything mm-hmm. has all the pumps, 
the filters, everything it has the lights, LED lights, Some stuff. Okay, yeah, everything, yeah. everything you need. So fill this with water. You could throw fish in it. I guess that's all you really need to do. Of course, he had me buy all these chemicals and crap too. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. That's right. Everything's <laughs> included except these chemicals and these yeah, trees exactly. and these plants and, and, this, and these and these and these. Isn't having an aquarium like having a boat? Like there's always something more you need oh, to yeah. buy, isn't there? No question. So, apparently, yeah. I, I'm realizing this now. He did bring me an extra set of like tools. I'm like, what are those for? Uh, he's like, oh, that's for. Do-. I'm like, well. I I don't plan on doing that. So why That's do you for the tools? hourly scrubbings? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we're doing live plants, we're kind of like doing your yard. You know, you got to kind of put them out there and let them grow out and all that stuff. So we're kind of in the process. Mm. But okay. it's actually, let me tell you, one is this pump, you don't even know it's on. You cannot hear it at all, which mm. is great because it's in my living room. The light on it, the LED lights now, they just light up so well. I remember back in the day, my brother had fish tanks with, you had to actually these little bulbs you had to change in them because they would burn out and stuff like that. And <laughs> when they were doing incandescence and stuff yeah. yeah but now with the leds though i'm like wow this thing is just like so bright in there and he says also the great thing is the led lights they don't promote like algae growth like the old ones bulbs did and all that there's no. a whole bunch of stuff i didn't know about but i could tell you right now it's it's about a, a little over a hundred dollars but it gives you everything like you don't have to buy any filters they even give you like extra changes for your filter so when you have to change it it even gives you like a set to do that it's hitting all the check marks for what I needed. And it's a smaller size, which is great because I didn't want like one of these massive, huge tanks to have to deal with. If somebody hears this and wants to get one, does it also come with your son to help them set it up? Is that also part of the service? <laughs> he would be willing to consult for a reasonable fee, <laughs> I'm sure. Consult, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's super excited because he has five fish tanks now. <laughs> wow. Of different sizes. Like he has a starter tank and this thing, he's really into this. And so this one, you know, he's able to try some new stuff, you know, trying to keep like a simple design and see if we can actually... What we have in our heads to see if we can actually make the tank look like that. So it'd be interesting to see how this turns out. All right. So I assume a uh, link in the show notes Absolutely. Uh, for where you got it, what it is. All right. Yep. Right on Amazon. Aquarium kit. See yeah, there, you what, did have something. I did we, have we, something. We so pulled it out of you. We found what you had. <laughs> you just like shamed me into finding something. We just so bullied you that. enough. Okay. Yes, I did have something. Yeah. Yes, I did. So now that I have that, so actually we all have something this time. So George, what do you got for us? Um, well, mine's not quite as intricate as a five gallon all in one fish tank which is kind of awesome although i couldn't pay the 109 for it i like i think the most i would go for a five gallon tank is like 50 bucks 10 dollars yeah, okay. you know any more than 10 dollars per gallon is just out of my range well but you're not as lazy as mo he wants all that exactly. stuff already included <laughs> absolutely i'm paying for convenience i know that i hate to inform him the laziness is not going to make that tank work regardless of what's built into it <laughs> you're still going to be working now, I just got some earbuds. They're from Tozo, T-O-Z-O, oh, okay. and they're yeah, the T-10 earbuds. The only reason why I picked them up, it was on Amazon Prime Day, which I talked about a while back, looking forward to. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. normally $30, which they are right now. I picked them up for $14.90 change, something like go. that, plus a 5% coupon. They're 5.0 wireless earbuds. The thing that I was interested, they got some waterproofing to them. They're IPX8, so okay. uh, I don't think you can swim with them, but you know, if you jogging outside and it's heavy rain or something like that you won't have any issues it sounds okay. like so no not submersible but like resistant kind right of. okay and okay. they do have um some really nice bass in them which i was very mm-hmm. happy about because most of the little cheap headphones i have you know they're kind of tinny and right you know they don't have any real Common. bass in them 
these are pretty nice. I haven't tried the microphone yet with anybody as far as like on a cell phone call or anything. So I don't know how well that works, but that's not really what I bought them for. Uh, mm-hmm. So for 30 bucks, I might recommend them even at 30 bucks for our audience, but okay, it's kind of like 25 feels like what you should pay for these at the most. And you said you got them for 15 though? A little under. Yeah. Because yeah. they were on the prime wow. day sale. So they were 50% off nice. and then there was a 5% coupon. So hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen true wireless earbuds worth a damn for yeah. less than 25 bucks. And yeah, so same. I can see why you took a shot at with them because yeah. that's, if they're even half as good as they need to be, that's a quite a deal. <laughs> yeah, really. And I don't know how much wireless headphones should cost right now, because I know, John, you have super high quality hundred and blah, blah, blah dollars. Yeah, well, I didn't buy them. They came with phones. But yeah, I have the, yeah. like, yeah. they cost 130, 150, whatever, if you actually buy them. And I don't use headphones enough to make it worth for me spending that kind of money on them. They, sure, sure. These, I'll use them at conventions. I'll use them for different special situations, like if I'm out walking or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, everybody see me and knows how fat I am. Wait, so. that's a special situation when you're walking? Yeah, because I don't walk. I'm fat. (laughs) (laughs) You're to the car. (laughs) Hold up. I can't go to the car. I need my earbuds. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they're decent little headphones. I mean, the sound's good. The sound's very good. I I was way more impressed with them than I have some other cheap headphones from a while back uh, Mm -hmm. that I've given to my wife now and my kid and stuff because they all wanted some. And those were like $25. But like I said before, they were tinny. They didn't have real bass. Not as good as these. Huh. Uh, they weren't quite as comfortable in the ear as these okay. are. So cool. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'll definitely go Lincoln for that one too. Yeah. Okay. Great. Absolutely. All right, John. Yes, right. You're last. Yeah. So what do you got? <laughs> well, I have another Amazon Prime Day sale find. Okay. Uh, so what I found was some a variation of something I already had, but it was neater and cooler. So it was on sale. So what are you going to do? Uh, so this is a portable monitor. Now that doesn't sound too whiz bang, but when you understand how portable it is, you, you might sound a little better. So I purchased many years ago a, a super light USB monitor that okay. literally you plug it into a computer and it gets all of its data through USB. Okay. So there's no HDMI mm-hmm. cable or anything. And it's really nice to keep in your my bag when I travel because then I could plug it in and have a second monitor on my laptop, which is right. great this if is you're huge, accustomed yeah. to that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it can only do what it does. You have to plug it into a computer that has the drivers and it creates a second monitor. It isn't a monitor on its own. It can't do the work of a real monitor. What type of USB connections does it have? Just a standard USB 3.0. Oh, that's, okay. that's the old one that I had. The oh, old got one it, had just it. a 3.0. Okay, okay. yeah. Got it, got it. So what I came across this time was another portable monitor. It's a 15 and a half inch monitor okay. it's good size. Uh, made by a company called KYY. I'd never heard of them. Had some decent reviews. Not to be confused with KY that make totally different products. <laughs> <laughs> so this little portable monitor, it's 1080p. It's got a uh, HDR IPS display on it. What I like about it is it's a real monitor. So on the side, it has an HDMI plug on the side. Okay. So you can plug it into anything. You can plug it into a gaming console or a computer, or you can plug it into uh, just a, a, a Roku or whatever you have that accepts Mm -hmm. HDMI. You can plug it in, it accepts that. It has speakers in it, little tiny speakers. So you plug it in, you get full sound. And this thing, again, the whole thing is about maybe... 
oh, I'm going to say three or four centimeters thick in total. Mm, flat. So it also, it's thinner than a laptop by far. It's like if you lift a laptop's lid, this is as thick as the laptop's lid. It's really small. Okay. okay. The other thing that it does is it has the logic in it to work with smart enough smartphones. So like my mm. Galaxy phone and yours, George, you can plug this in USB-C to your phone and it does that Samsung Dex thing where it goes, ah. oh, your phone is a computer now. Right. It replicates the phone, but on a desktop with like a taskbar, you can run apps in Windows. You can do all of that with now I could do none of that with my old portable monitor hmm. uh, but when I saw the things it could do and when I got it, it first of all it came with a nice little cover it's all magnetic you know click on cover case like mm-hmm. a nice iPad cover or something it came with all the cables USB-C for power USB-C for data HDMI cable included all the crap you'd normally have to add on came with it uh, they're normally about 200 bucks but on Prime Day it was only $129 oh. so like that's a good huh. deal you know, I mean that's a good price for a monitor in general but for mm-hmm. one that does so many different things, that gives you so many other options, it was a no-brainer. The one thing I wish it did that it doesn't, that I mean, okay, for the price I paid, it's not a touchscreen monitor. So like you plug it to your phone, the natural thing you want to do is reach up and drag <laughs> things around. And you can't do that. You could, it'd be possible technologically. Uh, this monitor doesn't do that. For the price I but paid But not for that though, price, I don't know if they could do that. No, yeah. no. Is it external power only or is it internal at all? Does it have any battery? Uh, no battery, no battery okay. at all. So it, it's you power it with USB. Uh, it can take power and data over USB or it can just take power over USB to be an HDMI monitor. Okay. But it's literally a fully portable, truly fully functional monitor that is no thicker than a a super thin laptop or a tablet. And it's so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm about to go on another trip and I'm looking forward to using this one instead of my old one to be a true monitor that I can plug in and do whatever I need to. So I know if you plug it up to a laptop, obviously laptops got the keyboard and mouse and all that stuff, but hooking it up to your phone, I'm just curious, does it have any spaces for peripherals like a keyboard and mouse to be plugged into? it so that you could control the phone through the USB Hmm. that it's plugged that it has? That is a fantastic question I haven't experimented with, but the USB-C ports on it, I think can serve as a hub. Mm -hmm. So if you have a USB hub, you could connect both your phone and the keyboard and mouse to it, I believe, because uh, it has has two USB-C ports for for different capabilities. So I'm going to assume that that could work through there. So I haven't tested with it, but a lot of opportunities, the things you could do with it, and I figured at that price, and as much as I use my other one, yeah, it, yeah. Was, uh, it was easy to grab. There you go. It was a USB-C. That's amazing. I love USB-C. I wish everything was USB-C. <laughs> it goes so much through that. It does. You can do everything to it yeah. now. <laughs> and like everything else, Mo, I will throw you a link to awesome. slam down to the show notes if anybody else is interested. I think it's come down since the sale. It was $199. I think it's like $179 or so now. Yeah. Still a decent deal if you're looking for something like this, if you need something portable. Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. We 
Weekends were made for Michelob. Weekends were made for special friends. It's the time to have that smooth and mellow beer. It's Michelob. What better way to end a round of golf than with a round of smooth and mellow Michelob? Weekends were made for Michelob. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Three rounds in the GXG Gaming Division. And now it's time to get into the game segment, as I just said in the pre-recorded audible entry thing no no that's live every time don't spoil it's live every time time. (laughs) (laughs) you got the reverb going we do (laughs) right no so we all three have games this week to talk about uh i think we should start off with mo so mo what is it that you're playing well one of the many 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 games i bought during steam's uh (laughs) summer sale (laughs) yeah another feeling (laughs) that actually i actually played i got games for the next 10 episodes called surviving mars it's been on my wish list forever because mm. i like the city building kind of games you know the strategy sim cities all that kind of stuff i love yes. all that stuff uh-huh. this is one where you're building a colony on mars ah makes sense okay and it's kind of cool the way they do it you have to make it like commercially viable because you need to get money because some things you can only get from earth especially early on in the game like you don't mm, have the capabilities to do certain things right. so you could get enough money to have another rocket sent with certain supplies you have to manage the colonists as you bring them in to make sure they have places to live. They don't die, which is important. I think they hit that nice balance with just complex enough where it's not so complex where you're micromanaging every single thing and it drives you crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, an example is that, you know, you can set up like a factory and the preferred skill set to work in that factory is an engineer. Okay, great. Well, if you don't have enough engineers, you know, there's other people may fill in and they won't be as happy because, you know, that kind of stuff. But you actually oh. set on the building, say only accept engineers, like don't, take anybody else and little things like that so you're not having to move people around and micromanage and all that kind of stuff but you set little rules so it kind of like right, exactly it's like having a manager right it's like yeah. i assigned a manager here who only lets certain people work here yep. instead of you having to do the work so you're delegating exactly and the, the one little feature they put in which i thought was super smart is that if you set a rule for like one building and you have like five of them you could say do the same rule for all of them and it just yeah. doesn't across the board you don't have to micromanage each and every one and it's it's fun and there's like enough random stuff in there too like you could have like dust devils could come in there and all of a sudden all your stuff needs to be maintained and a meteor strike could come in which i found out is really bad when you have everything centralized I learned, yeah, I, can see that. <laughs> I learned that certain things get destroyed and everyone dies so it's you know i'm learning as i go through this but you no know, it's it's a neat little game it almost sounds like this is designed by someone that heard me complain about the things i don't like about that kind of game right yeah. the micromanaging kind of thing yeah it's like oh like they know that some people are turned off by that part of it so they almost accommodate that kind of trying to pull yeah, in it, other players that's kind of neat like there's not like 30 different types of people there's four. Oh, thank you thank you <laughs> you know and so managing those four is pretty easy. Got it. And you have little robots to do all your building for you and stuff. And and they said they make it so you have to kind of explore out and find resources and all that stuff. But you're not constantly having to find resources. Like if you 
you find a place to get a particular resource, it's good for a while. And yeah. so you have time. Okay, I'll build out and get some other stuff. And the technology tree is huge. It's just a, a really fun game that I got on the Steam sale. I think I paid eight bucks for it on the Steam sale. Something it's been like around that. a while too. I yeah, think I've seen it out there, but yeah. Just, yeah. If you like that kind of city building kind of game with a little strategy and stuff, this is definitely, I would definitely recommend this one. Sure. Just wait for a sale. Just wait for a sale. Yeah, I would definitely wait for a sale. <laughs> Everything will go on sale eventually, right? Oh yeah, yeah. especially that one. <laughs> so that's what I got. So George, what you got going? Yeah, so I also picked this up on that Steam summer sale. It was a game that I put on my wish list because I saw <laughs> some trailer about it and looked interesting. It only looked interesting to me though because of the graphics. It reminded me an awful lot of Blade Runner. Mm. It looks cool. Yes. It does look very cool. You know, a fan of that movie or somebody who just watched it for the first time in the last few years who <laughs> might be hosting the podcast. Who would that be? I don't know you're yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what were self-respecting genesis? It's called Cloud Punk. And you are a delivery service driver who is driving through this cyberpunk metropolis, picking up and dropping off packages. That's as much as I know about it right now. I've played it for about five or 10 minutes because I'm kind of <laughs> waiting on something I'm going to talk about in the looking forward to segment in a little while. Oh, okay. It's beautiful. It just came out in, I think, April of last year. So it's a fairly new game. Fairly new. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I should probably read the description. So it says a neon noir story in a rain drenched cyberpunk metropolis. It's your first night on the job working for the cloud punk delivery service. Two rules. Don't miss a delivery and don't ask what's in the package. <laughs> so <laughs> I like the description too. Right? I like yeah. how it looks. I like how it sounds. Yeah. It's, it's tempting. Yeah. It's from a company called Ion Lands. I had never heard of them before, so I don't know if they've been around mm -hmm. for a long time or if they're a new upstart. Everything is very positive on the review stats, so like 7,000 reviews that are all very positive, apparently. It's a beautiful game. I think, John and Mo, you might have taken a look at some of the graphics. Yeah, oh yeah. The graphics yeah. look... I mean, actually, it looks like it'd be fun just to fly around the city. I mean, it just looked really good. You start off with very f like open-world freedom. You can fly wherever you want with the with your little delivery vehicle thing that you pilot around. You have a guy in your ear sort of guy who tells you, okay, mm -hmm. here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. And go pick up this package. And, you know, so kind of the walkthrough like we like in games when you oh, get sure. used to the mechanics and yeah. whatnot. I haven't ran into anything storyline wise yet that seems different or interesting, but I'm sure because I've only played it for about 10 minutes. Are you expecting? Well, I, you know, it says that it's a neon noir story so okay and don't ask what's in the package so. that meant it was going to be you know some kind of a story driven element i will say that the characters most of the time you're in third person view of your vehicle okay but occasionally you have to park your vehicle and get out of your vehicle to go grab the item or stop at a repair shop or go drop off an item and okay, the okay. block characters that they use for that part of the game, when you're outside of your little car vehicle flying thing, they look not much better than Minecraft characters, what? which was an odd <laughs> choice to me, considering how beautiful huh. the rest of the landscape is. Yeah. It doesn't match the design yeah, I saw exactly. in the rest of the game. I, it, I even got like a fifth element Corbin Dallas mm -hmm. kind of flying exactly. in the city vibe from that. I would yeah. never expect it to be all blocky. But uh, they certainly are. Like the uh, first time I got out, I was like, mm. is that me or is that like an NPC? I couldn't figure it out because... <laughs> It just looks so blah. Maybe it got down converted because your computer couldn't handle it. It might have. <laughs> <laughs> I do know I was not playing it at the highest resolution settings. Sure, I know that yeah. much. <laughs> oh, right. that's pretty low. <laughs> so a fun game. 
I think it'll be a lot more fun when I get some hardware in to run it better. But uh, for right now, 10 minutes in, I, it's definitely a good game. I think, John, you mentioned ahead of time, it's like 20 bucks right now mm-hmm. after yeah. the sale is off. I'm sure I didn't pay more than 10 for it on the summer sale. I, I would just knowing you that. that you yeah. would pay that. Right. Yeah. For what I'm seeing right now in the first 10 minutes, I can't say it's worth 20 bucks, but I'm hoping that it will be. So I might give us an <laughs> okay. update later on. All right. Sounds All good. Right. Cloud punk. Cloud yeah, I'm looking at this one. All right, John. Yeah. Mo and I have stepped up to the pony. Oh, what yes, are you going to ride with? <laughs> <laughs> Can we all fit on that same pony or we have our own ponies? Do you think is it? We share. We just split we time. share? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's a timeshare pony. Right? Mo goes around the little course, then he hops uh, off. I you see. Know, it's like the pony gotcha. rides at the fair. We're on the little rope. You're going in a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put, making the rut. Got it. Yes. <laughs> so I also picked up something, obviously, during the summer sale. My palette was ready for another uh, Lego open world game like the oh, Star sure. Wars and the Harry Potter. You get minifigures and you smash crap and you collect studs and you get bonuses and red bricks, all that stuff. I was thinking, there's a bunch of those I haven't played. Maybe I'll pick one up. So I started looking for Lego games. And then this game came up that is nothing like any of those called Lego Builder's Journey. Uh, okay. It is brand new. And I, I, let me read the brief a description to you. Lego Builder's Journey is an atmospheric geometric puzzle game that asks us to sometimes follow the instructions and sometimes break the rules. So okay. that's a pretty decent description. That's really great for a guy who throws away the instructions at the start of every YouTube video. <laughs> that makes it great because I'm always going to break the rules, of course. Uh, this is a nothing like any Lego game you've ever played. And I think that's a good thing. So you might say first that it need to be Lego. I think it did because there's definitely a building element to the game. The view is kind of an isometric view, kind of a three-quarter angle on a little scene. And you are not a minifig, but a character built out of a few bricks. And you're trying to reach what apparently is your parent, your father or mother or someone built out of more bricks, like a taller version of a little figure. And your job throughout the game is to create a path from where you are to where the other character is uh, to connect that somehow by bricks they give you or by throwing switches that move things around. And you can't build everything in the environment. There's certain bricks you can build with, some you can't. But they talk about breaking the rules. There's this environment that's laid out. So sometimes you're like on an ocean front and the Mm -hmm. waves are made out of little one by one clear blue tiles and they move and ripple like water would, but they're still Lego the whole time. And sometimes you can create like an earthquake. It makes part of the construction crumble. And then you can start building with those pieces that crumble. And then it starts to get very meta in later levels where you're not even building anymore. You're solving puzzles. You're figuring out what do I have to do here? It's not very clear because you're no longer, once you learn the rules, you're no longer just connecting point A to point B. You're figuring out what are they wanting me to do? There's no dialogue in this game. There's no text on the screen in this game. There's literally a screen, a beautiful atmospheric soundtrack and some bricks you can highlight and see what happens. And it makes it for a real Zen-like experience. You were talking, George, about falling asleep sleep during the tomorrow war. (laughs) I think you could just put on the music from this Lego builders journey. And it's that kind of like almost creepy, almost calming, relaxing. It's really setting a mood that is different than anything you've seen in Lego before. I mean, it sounds, it sounds interesting. The environment you're talking about almost in my head, I'm visualizing like a 3d printers environment when you are, you know, like putting your things on a 3d printer mm-hmm. plate you know that i not like that yeah you know mm-hmm. view uh, i don't i don't generally like games that have no instructions or no way to help <laughs> you out so i'm not sure but 
I might give this one a shot. How much did it cost on your Steam sale? Uh, I want to say, so it's brand new. I want to say that it, I think it's running like 24 bucks or so. Mm. And I probably paid $16, $17 for it because okay. 25 bucks, I might not have taken a shot. But when I saw it was, it was 10 bucks off basically ish during the sale. I went, it's worth a shot. And now that I've played it, now that I understand what they're doing, they didn't want to give away what's going on in the game. So they didn't tell you too much. It really is worth it. Now you have to be willing to figure out the puzzle. And you definitely have to game the system like built into the game is times when you need to game the system and put things where you wouldn't expect to put them and click things together that shouldn't normally click together. That's where they kind of throw the rules out. And it makes it, as I said, no instructions. It makes it like you have to figure out the instructions. That's kind of part of the game. Hmm. All right. I might take a look on it during the winter sale then. Yes. You're, yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, the winter, winter sale, sale rolls around. Yeah, it's worth <laughs> checking I'll out. put it on my wish list and then I'll buy 20 other games during the winter sale. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never get to them just like the yeah, old exactly. ones that you don't play. <laughs> you know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Caramel, $100,000 bar, chewy, chewy caramel, $100,000 bar, extra rich in caramel. Chewy, chewy caramel combined with lots of toasted crunchies and a rich chocolatey taste. If you love chewy caramel, this is your caramel bar. As we round out the back end of this show, we always like to take a moment here to talk about what we're looking at or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. Uh, And I'm going to start with you, Mo. What do you have coming up on the agenda? Let's see. A few things. So one is the finale of Loki. That's coming up. Oh my next God. Week. Yes. Oh Yo, my God. I, yes. I love that show. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, yep. Watching Black Widow just dropped. Mm-hmm. So definitely want to see that one. I, it's gotten really good reviews. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm finally going to be getting my arcade sound quiz video out, <laughs> which I've been working on forever. So I'm really happy right. about that. And we've talked about it a few times. Oh yeah. Now the one though that I'm really looking forward to is this new show that's coming out July 16th. It's called Surreal Estate. Have you guys heard of this show? No. Was it like Property Brothers meets Ghostbusters? What? It almost exactly. Wow. <laughs> Good title then. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. It's people who sell homes that people normally can't sell because there's something wrong with them, like they're haunted or they're cursed or something. Get like that. out of town. I'm really? Dead serious. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Before you tell us, let's try to guess what network is running a show like this. <laughs> so it could be HGTV, like House Flippers. Could be History Channel because they'll run anything about ghosts. Yeah. Any guesses, George? What kind of network would run this? Uh, you know, I got no guess. I'm going to say PBS. I, I got no clue. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. So, nope, it's not any of those. It's on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, <laughs> so, is it fictional or is it No, no, it's, like it's fictional. Real. Oh, yeah, it's they're fictional. Gonna, they're going to oh, fictionalize okay. it with another Sharknado film. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that but basically, sense. he's a real estate agent that takes on the sale of like haunted houses and things that no other place to 
touch. So he gets him like he has to like either exercise him or whatever and Got then it. sell the house. So that I sounds kind of cool. It just sounded interesting and different. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'll check it out. George, how about you? What do you got coming up in the future? Uh, well, oddly enough, I'm also looking forward to Black Widow. So now that we're doing <laughs> this out. a different way, I can list that as one of the things I'm looking forward <laughs> right. to. Uh, I am also looking forward to the Flash finale. It's for real this time, the real finale. <laughs> this is like the third time you've been looking forward to that. <laughs> the series finale? The se- No, the season finale, not the series oh, finale. Okay. Yeah. Why are okay, you, okay. you not like the Flash? You're trying to end my no, series? No, I'm just curious. That's just been for a long man. time. I figure it's, it's getting a little long in the tooth. That's all. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm also looking forward to a movie that's a sequel. In case John goes to watch it, I want you to understand it's a sequel, John. Um, <laughs> it was a one time with that. One time I didn't realize. It's called Escape Room Tournament of Champions. So, oh, yeah. oh, I saw the trailer for that. Several yeah. years ago, there were a whole bunch of these escape room movies that were coming mm-hmm. out, all horror based, you know, people going right. into an escape room and getting slashed and murdered. This was the best of that lot, in my opinion, the original escape room. The actress from Lost in Space, the new TV series, uh, she's yes. the older daughter in that series uh she's the main character i'm really looking forward to that it kind of takes some elements i think they stole from our original escape room podcast if you guys haven't listened to that go listen to that before you go watch <laughs> nice, this movie nice shameless plug <laughs> nicely, nicely done, done george I, that was well done sir well <laughs> But the thing I'm looking most forward to, we alluded to during the game segment, I finally am getting a new desktop PC. Woo! All right. Hooray. I decided to glom on to the John and Mo train and I went to Skytech, which is where they've picked up their most recent desktops. I from. think you're going to be happy. Nice company. Yeah. Only difference is I think you guys bought yours from Amazon, possibly. No, I got mine from Skytech. You got yours from the site too, Mo? Yeah, I got mine from Skytech. Mainly because yeah. Amazon was wanting to charge like $200 worth of tax and Skytech is tax included, free shipping. With a yeah. big ticket item like that tax actually makes a difference so, yeah, yeah it definitely <laughs> yeah. does i spent 2570 on Ooh. this pc um it's called the siege 3.0 brief specs it's got a intel core i9 with 10 cores in it 3.7 Amazing. max boost up to 5.3 <laughs> The graphics card on it is AMD Radeon 6800 XT, 16 gigabyte, which is mm-hmm. usually in the top four or five of all the different places I look, like yeah. that Tom's mm-hmm. website and a few others mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. that I looked when I was buying it. Uh, 16 gigs of RAM, terabyte NVMe SSD card, which I know everything about that damn standard now. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> the right? M2s. Yeah. Good power supply, standard networking, comes with Windows pre-installed. John, you talked about it when you got yours. The unboxing experience is supposed to be really nice, so I'm looking forward yeah. to that. And the fact that it's all tested and installed. Mm-hmm. I'm older now. I don't feel like doing any of that work. And I know yeah, I'm yeah. paying a premium because of covid pricing and everybody's bought like a billion graphics cards because of bitcoin mining or whatever stupid yeah Yeah. but i i think i'm gonna be happy with this pc for quite a while like this alienware that i'm on right now which i've been on for eight years now uh the nice thing i'll be able to upgrade (laughs) parts now where i couldn't do that with the alienware Mm -hmm. i really think you're going to be happy with that i know we've both had a really good experience with this Mm -hmm. this brand i'm happy that you finally were able to bite the bullet i got no money left in my personal account so (laughs) we don't need it now you get a computer You can go play your game that you couldn't play before. Yeah, just so you get to replay all your games and be like, "Wow, it looks so much better now." Right. Yeah. Well, now I've you know I've got four thousand games that I can actually start playing, which I couldn't before. <laughs> we'll be so busy playing Cloud Punk, you won't be able to go outside and spend yeah. money. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. You know, unless there's some damn in-game purchases, and then I'm screwed. But oh, right. that's what <laughs> I'm looking forward to. John, you're last on the list. What are you looking forward to, sir? Well, I am really anticipating Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Yeah. I know it's it's a little over a month away. Uh, I figured if George could be plugging the flash for three episodes, I could at least wow. talk about SFGE <laughs> at a 
time a little bit. Yeah, this has been yeah. a, such a long time coming. And I know a lot of our friends that we met before are going to be there. SFGE is coming up fast. And I'm, I mean, it's, it's going to be on my list until we go. I'm really excited about mm-hmm. going. I just discovered a new film that really hit me sideways that I cannot wait to watch. So I, I, I can't do it justice. Let me, I haven't watched it yet. I'm looking forward to it. In 2018, this stupid movie came out called Velocipaster. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is that crap you put in the Discord channel. It is. It is. Listen oh, to this. Oh my God. Listen to the description. Oh my God. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. <laughs> Now, now that's <laughs> enough. That school special, but or? it's not over. Wait, wait, wait! At first, horrified by his new power, a hooker convinces him <laughs> to use it to fight crime and ninjas. Oh, it's got ninjas! You didn't. You should have led got with ninjas. that. You should have led with that, man. It's so goofy. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of movie that I can't believe exists. It's so self-aware of its goofiness. So yeah, I just grabbed that. Velocipaster. Okay. Yeah, Velocipaster. But what I'm most looking forward to, ironically, <laughs> is something I don't have much invest in, but I'm really interested to see what happens, and that is the new Masters of the Universe Revelation, the uh, animated series coming out on I think it's oh, uh, Netflix, right. I believe, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith is directly involved with this. Mm-hmm. He loves the fandoms that he's involved in. And I don't have anything invested in Masters of the Universe. I was a little too old. Like, that was the show my friend's little brother watched. I wasn't mm-hmm, really yeah. big into Masters of the Universe. So I'm looking at it with fresh eyes. I want to watch it as a new show. Whereas a lot of people are worried, how's it going to damage the legacy of the thing that I have? But the art style looks nice, and I'm interested in seeing what they do with uh, with a new take on Masters of the Universe, hopefully a little fresher, a little more mature. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect, but I'm really interested and looking forward to it. I mean, I don't think it can damage the legacy, the movie that came no. out in the fucking no. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, damaged the, damage the legacy. You could do. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. left to damage. The cartoon, I loved it. I was you know a couple years younger than you, John, so I did enjoy mm-hmm. it, and I was kind of into it. Like, I had Castle Grey skull and I had He-Man and I had Skeletor but that was good for a time. I go back and try to rewatch that one now, and I really can't. Yeah, mm. it's almost it's too saccharine. Too it didn't hold up as well as something like a Thundar the Barbarian did for me. Thundar the Barbarian right. has held up yeah. way better than Masters oh, yeah, for yeah. me, at least. I think yeah, this I will be a nice new refresh of the product, and I hope that it'll bring in a new audience to that, especially Kevin Smith. You know, I love him so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, not another movie though. I thought they were doing a new movie, weren't they? I don't know. <laughs> Not live well, action. Not like the old one. Not, not like the not previous the one. Not the Dolph Lundgren yeah. thing, but there, well, there's no. been rumors and talks for years about doing a new movie. Yeah, so. that's true. So Master of the Universe, and it comes out July 23rd. So cool. uh, just kind of midway between our cycles. That's what I'm looking forward to. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with a regular one. But hey, next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. And for those of you that enjoy our top 10 lists, it's another countdown. We're going to look at the <laughs> top 10 Gen X era Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> <laughs> All the films were like the 80s and 90s. Schwarzenegger yeah. was at the top of his game. He was absolutely getting tons of work. He was the Dwayne Johnson, the rock of his era. He was in everything. He was, and not all of it was good, as we're going to find out. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that is going to be a lot of fun. We'll be here next week with that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, buddy. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you we all appreciate most of all, though, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? 
Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Actually, I do have something I'm going to put in tech. Hold up. Take that. Oh, take that, Jeff Bezos. I just got to find the actual link to it now so I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got to find sit the there link say, to it so I know what it actually is. Yeah, I don't want to say, oh, it's this, and then not have like. What did I buy? At, you're just looking for stuff to put in the tech segment. No, it's actually, something, I, I'm actually something that I have that's new. <laughs> it's got, oh, there it is. Nope, that's not it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Play a game where you are a delivery driver in a futuristic cyber... What? Cyber... I overwrote that one. Let me try that one more time. (laughs) How's your alliteration now, sir? It's good. (laughs) I out-alliterated myself. (laughs) Three, two... Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on.